Thank you, Mark. Um, well, we're going to be sharing a, li a little bit about um, our ministry during the missionary moment. And I was given the opportunity to share with you the word of God during Sunday school. So we're going to go to the book of Jude. Um, the book of Jude, we're going to be reading the, the whole book. And then um, we're going to go through the verses. So Jude, just right before Revelation. Buddha Jude says like this, starting in verse 1. Jude, a bond servant Jesus Christ and brother James, to those who are called, beloved in God the, God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ, mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you, beloved. What I was, while I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. For certain persons have crept in and noticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turned the grace of our God into licentiousness and denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, I desire to remind you, do you know all things once for all, that the Lord, after sa saving a people out of the land of Egypt, subsequ subsequently uh, destroyed those who did not believe, and angels who did not keep their own domain but abandoned their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under the darkness for judgment at the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as this indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh, are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in the same way, this man, also by dreaming, defiled the flesh and reject authority and revile angelic majesties. But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare to pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. But those men revile the things which they do not understand and the things which they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals. By these things they are destroyed. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have rushed headlong in the error of Balaam and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are the men who are hidden leaf, hidden reefs in your love feasts, when they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carrying along, carried along by winds, autumn, th th autumn trees carried without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars, for whom the black darkness has been reserved forever. It was also about this man that Enoch, the seventh in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied, saying, Behold, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly and all, all of their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way, and all their harsh things, things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers, finding fault, following after their own lust. They speak arrogantly, 
flattering people for the sake of gaining an advantage. But you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you, In the last time there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit, by you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to turn on life. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others, snatching them out of the fire. And on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his, of his glory blameless with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this morning. Thank you so much for the privilege we have uh, to meet and read your word and God study it together and grow together. And we pray that this morning, as we read and study your word, that you will glorify, that your word will stay with us in our minds and in our hearts, and that we will be doers of your word and not just listeners. Thank you so much for Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross and for the mercy and grace that you show to us through him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, um, congratulations. You have read a whole book of the Bible, so you can brag about that to your friends. Uh, so Jude, Jude is a little book. Um, I don't think we pay much attention to it. Um, but he, he touches different, uh, a specific topic that, well, the other apostles have brought it up. And he encourages the church in the, on this topic to fight against, uh, to fight for the faith, fight against heresy, fight against uh, false uh, teachings. Um, I'm just gonna go through the book, uh, just point some of the things that um, uh, that have been very relevant to me, that have spoken to me. Uh, but it's a wonderful book, even though it's very very small. Um, uh, it has a lot to say. Um, one of the, the first things I notice in Jude is in verse 1. Jude, a born servant of Jesus Christ and, and brother James, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. So one of the things I learned in Bible school here is that every verse of the Bible has something to say, even though uh, something it doesn't seem that it's just there randomly. Um, one of the things uh, we did at Bible school, where I was here, um, 10 years ago, it was uh, just look at the grading. What does the grading of, the, of, the, of each book has to say? And here Jude, um, if we understand who Jude is, and this Jude that we talk about uh, is believed to be one of Jesus' brothers. Um, and he identifies actually as the brother of James, uh, and James the apostle. Um, it's also strongly believed that was James, uh, the brother of Jesus. So he identifies himself as the brother of James. But interestingly enough, just as James did, he doesn't identify himself as the brother of Jesus. And this has to, um, well, to me, just um, hearing this, just as an act of um, being very humble, he doesn't want to be this, 
he doesn't want to call attention to the fact that he is a brother of Jesus, but that he is a bond servant of Jesus. And, well, here, um, nowadays in, in our versions, this word bond servant is uh, the word slave. That's, that was the word that um, in the original, uh, we, we, read it, we read it when we read this, the original, is a slave. Uh, well, we have attached um, bad meaning to the word slave, but really, to be a, a slave of Jesus Christ, it was a good thing. It was not a bad thing. Um, John MacArthur, in, in his book, Slave, um, he explains what, a slave, what it meant to be a slave in the first uh, century and after the first century and how they, they, they wanted to have this title because being a slave of Jesus Christ, it was a good thing. Um, but also, uh, just see this act of um, humbleness, how he, he, he identifies himself as a, as, a, as a slave, not as, as his brother. And just thinking about nowadays, different titles that we, we give ourselves or that we give to Jesus. Um, there are some titles that we give to Jesus that just make, make me scratch. I just scratch my head when I, I hear people calling them, calling him different things. And um, we misuse some of his titles, like, well, he calls us his friends. And yeah, uh, he has made us his, his friends, opposed to what we were before we were in Christ. We were his enemies. But sometimes I feel like we have used that, that title. Uh, and we forget that he is also our Lord and that we are his servants. Uh, we misunderstand some of his titles. He is the wife of the church and... Uh, I mean, he's the husband of the church, I'm sorry, and we, we as the church, church are his wife. And um, I, I don't know if he can be specifically the husband of an individual person. Um, I don't see in a scripture, but he, he is the husband of the church as a whole. And um, I don't know, there are certain titles that we give him that really, um, I, I don't know why we give him those, those titles. And sometimes it's a little bit cringy when, when I hear some of those names that people give uh, to Jesus. But um, we have to have this, the same attitude as Jude. Remember that he is our, our Lord, he is our master, and just be like Thomas when he came to that, to, to that point of belief. He knelt down, he bowed down, and he said, my Lord, my God, and my Savior. Uh, he is our Lord, the Lord of our lives, and our Savior. Uh, and yes, so we have to Know him first as, a, as um, the Lord of our lives and remember that he is God. He was not just a, a simple guy, simple teacher, a good teacher that came to teach good things and be our friend. But he is God in the flesh and he is the Lord of our lives. And he, um, Jude continues in verse 2, May mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. So uh, we... He greets them, um, and he has he knows uh, what he has experienced, and he knows what his audience has experienced, the love of God, and he uh, desires for that love, for them to keep experiencing that love, the love that we start to experience um, from the moment uh, we, well, he always loves us, and uh, but from the moment we put our faith in Christ, we experience his, his love in a... Um, in a more complete way, and we will continue to experience it all the way uh, to eternity. After this life, we continue. His love will be multiplied for all eternity towards us. Towards us. Uh, in verse 1, um, he tells us of our position, of who we are. Those who are called, we're called by God to be 
his, uh, his children. We are beloved in God and we are kept for Jesus Christ. The reason, um, as I already mentioned it, quickly mentioned it, uh, why he writes this letter is in verse 3. Beloved, I was making every effort to write you about our common salvation. Food. So the original thought of Jude was uh, to write a letter about the common salvation and the greatness of the salvation that uh, we have in Jesus Christ. But in middle of this, in the, that verse he said, I felt the necessity to write to you appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which once for all which was once for all handed down to the saints. So he sees uh, at this time, he sees the necessity to encourage um, the believers to fight for the faith. Uh, to fight for the faith. Why? Because at this time, there were a lot of strange teachings coming, sneaking um, in the church. People were um, bringing uh, other gospels, which is one of the reasons uh, we do ministry in the area where we are in Costa Rica. There's a lot, a lot of a different gospel, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, well, as we're going to see, I'm going to be give a little bit more details of what this gospel was and who were these people, the way these people behave. But yeah, Costa Rica, we have to face a lot of uh, the prosperity gospel. Uh, it has infiltrated the evangelical churches everywhere. So there is it's very, very hard to find a church where uh, the prosperity gospel is not being preached. Uh, the promise is that if you put your trust in God, he's going to give you whatever you desire. And you just have, you just have to, um, what's the word, um, decree what you want in Jesus' name and you will receive it. Uh, where is financial uh, material blessings or success in your work or things like that, which, well, uh, that's a totally different gospel than what we find in the, in the Bible. Uh, the Bible tells us to expect suffering, uh, to expect persecution, and, well, well, we enjoy a lot of the blessings um, in this world. Uh, it's not hidden, hidden promise, uh, material um, blessings, but... Or, but he promised um, that we will be persecuted and that we will face a lot of trials in this life. Um, but we have a hope, uh, the hope um, of our salvation, when all things will be made new and where all suffering uh, will, and, and death and sin will be taken away and where we will live in a new world where we will have everything that we need. Um, but uh, yes, um, here Jude is um, encouraging, encouraging the hearers of um, this letter to fight for the faith, to fight for the faith which was once and for all handed down to the saints. That phrase, once and for all, it talks of a faith, and that phrase um, is repeated in Hebrews when it's, it's um in the book of Hebrews, talking about the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ was one that was made once and for all, complete. Uh, one that, um, that, uh, one that satisfied the wrath of God and that brought us into a right relationship with God. So just like that sacrifice of Jesus Christ was uh, the only one that we need to be right with God. This is the faith, this is the one faith that can bring salvation. There's no other way for us to be safe, and we have to get it right, and we have to 
fight for it. We have to contend for it. We have to keep it pure uh, um, within our churches. We have to make sure that we are preaching the right gospel and that we are sharing um, the faith uh, that was handed down to us through the saints and that we find in scripture. Uh, verse 4, for certain persons have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation. Um, so these false teachers don't surprise God. God knew uh, they were going to come. And as a matter of fact, um, um, we're going to find it in different layers, uh, especially the, some of the layers that Peter wrote. Um, we're going to hear uh, how Peter, Paul, um, had beforehand um, warned about these false teachers, that they were going to come in the church and they were going to uh, bring different uh, teachings. Um, in verses, verses 5 and on, uh, Jude gives um, a warning. He warns them about the danger of apostasy, of uh, teaching a different gospel or denying um, Jesus as Christ, as master of our lives, as, as God. Uh, verse 5 says, Now I desire to remind you that you know things once for all. For the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed those who did not believe. So he's warning them, he's telling them, uh, don't be surprised about these false teachers, but also remember that uh, God is, is um, just like these people that were saved out of the land of Egypt and they were in disbelief, they were destroyed um, by God. These, things, these same um, false teachers, um, they will receive their punishment if they don't repent. Verse 6, and angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for judgment of the great day. So there's a lot of judgment coming to these people that, uh, uh, that teach uh, false gospel. Uh, so this is his warning. Uh, his, his, his warning to um, the church not to believe in them, not to follow them, uh, because if you follow them, uh, you will receive the same uh, punishment as they that they deserve. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as it is, indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh. So here it tells us a little bit of what um, these teachers did. Uh, and they seemed that um, either were people that gained popularity with time, and then eventually uh, they displayed their, their true nature and um, in a funny way, it always, um, with false teachers, it always ends in sexual immorality. And I think we, if you have played, pay attention to, um, the, to um, Christian news, uh, you hear a lot about that nowadays. Um, pastors uh, that fall in, um, in sexual sin, and well, a lot of them are from the beginning uh, or from the beginning, we know that they're false teachers, but it always leads somehow to sexual immorality, and that's one of the uh, big things that um, um, that um, tells us that they are false teachers. They are always uh, seeking for um, the, um, to please their flesh. Um, the warning in verse eight um, continues with the warning. Yet in the same way, these men also by dreaming defy the flesh. So just as the people in Sodom and Gomorrah, just as the angels who left their abode in heaven uh, to seek after strange flesh, um, these people are defiling, defiling their flesh 
And um, more than that, it says in, in verse 8, they reject authority and revile angelic majesty. So these are people that are looking for a place of authority, and they don't care for the authority of anyone else. They don't care for the authority of the apostles. They don't care for the authority of the Bible, and they don't care for the authority of God. Um, just um, in verse 9 says, But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. So he, here, Jude, uh, from a pop, uh, popular story from the, um, about Michael that the Jewish people knew, um, it's, I think it's one of the um, apocrypha. Uh, we, we hear they knew this, or they had a story where Michael, the archangel, uh, come and fights uh, for the body of Moses. The devil wanted to take the body of Moses. We don't know the details. We, uh, um, well, he just uses um, as an example um, uh, to make a point um, that um, these people, uh, the false teachers, they really like to be in places of authority. And he puts the example of Michael, the archangel, even though he was a powerful angel, uh, archangel, uh, and he, who could put Satan in his place, uh, he didn't. He didn't even. He didn't. Even, he didn't even um, use his own authority to rebuke Satan. But he um, pointed to the authority of God. Uh, he said, "But uh, the Lord rebuke you." He didn't use his own authority. He he went to the authority um, that he that God has to uh, rebuke Satan. So these people. Uh, the false teachers don't care about the authority um, of God, um, opposed to uh, the reverence that even angels have to our guests. Powerful angels have um, uh, great reverence for God, and they don't even dare to do things in their own authority. Um, verse 10, But these men revile the things which they do not understand, and the things which they know by instinct, like reasoning animals, by these things they are destroyed. Verse um, 11 and on, Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for the pay have, for pay have rushed headlong into the arrow of Balaam and perished in the rebellion of Korah. So again, just a reminder that God is, is not, we cannot fool God. Cain tried to fool God uh, in his disbelief and in his acts of, um, in his sinful acts when he um, killed his brother. Uh, he tried to hide it but he could not hide, hide it from God. Valen, one who thought himself a prophet of God, uh, he was exposed what, for what he was, a false prophet. And Korah, one who, um, one who cared for the riches of this world, uh, was destroyed um, uh, by God as well. So no one, as much as they want to fool God and hide from God and try to overpower God, uh, all unbelief will be punish at the end. Uh, these are men who, ha who are hiding, who are hidden reefs, sorry, in your love feast when they feast with you without fear. So hidden reefs, uh, very dangerous thing uh, for, and I'm, I'm guessing this has to be with the context of the people. Maybe there, there were people from Galilee. We, we really um, don't have much information of this church who were in this church, but if they were uh, from any of the towns that uh, were fishermen, they really knew what a, how dangerous a hidden reef was uh, when you went out fishing. Uh, it could cost you your life. Um, so they're hidden reefs. They're dangerous. The teachings of these people and these people themselves, they're dangerous. Um, 
they feast without fear. There's no care of, uh, there's no fear of man. There's no fear of God, as I mentioned again. Uh, caring for themselves. They only care for themselves. Clouds without wire carry along by the winds. Autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead. So um, there is no fruit in them. Uh, they are useless. Their teachings are useless. Uh, there is no profit. Uh, we don't profit from their teachings. Uh, wild waves of the sea casting up their own shame like foam. I like this, um, this um, illustration here. Uh, casting up sorry, their own shame like foam. Uh, you ever been in a place, um, uh, well, you have gone to the beach or to a lake, um, you know that the wire is dirty, you see foam on top of the, on the, on the wire. So just like these people, uh, these people um, are, there's nothing, um, there's nothing good about them, and you can see it uh, in their lives. Uh, so you know, uh, by the way they, they live and they act, you know uh, that the, um, their hearts are filthy and they show it um, by the way they, they live. Wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been resorted, or uh, our version says uh, shooting stars. So uh, I like this illustration as well because it's true. Um, just as shooting a star can provide light, as a lot of the false teachings um, are, can provide a little bit of light enough to convince people and lead them astray. Uh, but just like a shooting a star as a, uh, as a wandering star, uh, they shine for a little bit, but at the end, they end up in darkness um, for whom the blackness has been res reserved forever. So these teachers um, can use a little bit of the gospel, a little bit of truth, uh, just like Satan uh, did from the beginning uh, in the garden. He used a little bit of the truth and he twisted it and then uh, led Adam and Eve um, in, into darkness, uh, separated, separation from God. Um, it was also about this man that Enoch in the same generation from Adam prophesied saying, Behold, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly deeds which they have done in an ungodly way of all their harsh things which ungodly sin had spoken against him. Um, these are grumblers, some of the ways we can identify them. Uh, false teachers, they, these are grumblers, finding fault, following after their own lust. They speak arrogantly, flattering people for their own sake, gaining for, of, for the sake of gaining an advantage. So um, every time we come uh, to, to a new teacher, I think uh, the Bible gives us a lot of ways to test if they are the real deal. And, um, and uh, Jude is one of those books, uh, along with Peter. Um, that, that let us know how to identify um, um, a false teacher. So I know uh, Burning Bible Church doesn't have um, that problem, uh, but, um, and Charlie is very faithful to preach from the Word. Uh, but I encourage you, even though Charlie is very faithful to preach the truth from the Word, always keep reading uh, the Word of God and, and compare his teaching to what the, to the, to what the Bible, to Compare his teaching to what the Bible teaches. Um, he's a very good teacher. Uh, I know that. Uh, but still, we, we cannot just agree, blindly agree with what we are taught. taught. We always have to um, compare what, uh, what we are taught in our churches by our teachers to what the Bible says. Um, 
verse 17, by you, beloved, ought to remember the words that were spoken beforehand by the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were saying to you in the last time there would be mockers following after their own ungodly lust. Again, it was not a surprise. The apostles of our Lord had warned us about that. And there, it can be very discouraging, um, especially maybe for the students. Once you go back, um, you're going to um, be very discouraged. Um, hopefully, uh, you are from a good church. Um, in my experience, after I finished Bible school and, and I went back uh, to my town, to my country, especially my town, uh, I got very discouraged because um, I... I I couldn't find a good church. Uh, it's very hard to find a good church that teaches the, the true gospel. And, um, but remember, uh, this is no surprise to God. This is not surprise to us. Um, it was foretold that at the, at the end times, um, a lot of teachers will, will show up. So just keep strong. Um, keep reading your Bible. Keep depending on, on God and the Spirit um, when you go back home. And if you're in this situation with, where, where, um, um, where you cannot find a good church where to congregate, uh, take heart and just um, keep depending on God. Uh, don't don't go, walk away from the faith, um, but keep uh, fighting for the faith. Um, you might be alone for a while, uh, but just keep praying that God will lead you to the right people and to the right church. These are the ones who cause divisions. Um, another trait of these false teachers, they cause divisions. We see a lot of this in Costa Rica. Um, there's abundance of evangelical churches, but these evangelical churches, uh, they just keep dividing. Uh, one, one, one church can open here in this corner. Uh, a little bit later, as the pastor, as another person wants to be the leader, wants to take charge, uh, wants to look for the fame, wants to... Um, um, wants to please her, his fleshly desires, and they split and they go up in a different church. So it's very, um, division um, within the church um, is not good, especially, um, um, it's, it's especially when, when um, false teachers just split and they keep spreading the full gospel. Um, it's, it's sad and it's not good. Verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, eternal life. So this is an encouragement again. And I think um, you students can take this back home. Um, build yourselves up um, on your most holy faith. And how do you do that? By praying in the Holy Spirit. And keeping yourself in the love of God. Keep, keep yourself in the word of God. Keep obeying his commandments. And um, God will reward you. He will grow you. And he will keep you from all these false teachings. Um, and have mer- um, sorry. Verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Waiting actually for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And here is um, our duty as believers. Uh, one that we have to, in verse 22, one that we have to um, do very carefully. Have mercy on some who are doubting. So uh, when we go back home, as students, when you go back home, you're going to find a lot of people that might be entangled in false teachings. But um, there, there is a command for us uh, to 
to have mercy on them, not to totally reject them, not to cut uh, all our ties with maybe friends and families that disagree with us, but to have mercy uh, on them, to have mercy um, uh, on the ones do, who are doubting or that are following false teachings and that um, maybe don't understand the Bible as much as you do now after uh, one year or two years of Bible school. Save others, snatching them out of the fire, and on some have mercy with fear. So we have to be careful, especially um, with the ones uh, that teach um, uh, the false doctrines. We can go with the word, we can rebuke them and, and alone, with, with a, in a loving spirit. Uh, we can um, show them the Bible and, uh, in a loving way and, and show them what the Bible really teaches. But we have to be, do it, um, we have to do it uh, with fear. We have to try to snatch them out of the fire, but do it with fear, uh, being careful that we don't get entangled in their false, false teachings. And again, keep abiding in his love, keep abiding in his word uh, so that you um, don't get, um, don't, so that you won't be led astray by the, their false, false teaching. Um, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his, ho of his glory, blameless with great joy. So one reminder you'd give us here, um, we are not the ones that keep ourselves from stumbling. Uh, is God himself. There's nothing that we can do uh, on our own. It's not uh, that we are better than others. Uh, we have received his grace. We have received his mercy. And by his grace and mercy, we understand the true gospel. Um, he's the one who keeps us from stumbling. And um, there, there's nothing for, for us to glory. Uh, but uh, he's the one who keeps us blameless and present us uh, blameless uh, in the presence of God. <coughs> to the only God and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. So yes, this is a little book uh, that has a lot to say. And well, I am just doing kind of a little review, but we can we could spend a lot of my time in each verse uh, of what uh, has to say. But Jude, give us that, that warning, that warning of... Uh, being careful to what we listen, uh, to keep our churches um, doctrinally sound, and to fight uh, against, against the, these uh, false teachings. I feel like sometimes we keep too quiet about these things, um, but uh, we should not. We should uh, denounce uh, all the false teachings and false gospel, gospels. Yeah, it is hard, and sometimes uh, we feel un unequipped to do it, but again, uh, we, we don't depend on our own strength. Uh, we need to depend on God, and we have to always go to the Word of God. Um, when you try to do it on your own, <laughs> when you try to defend the gospel on your own, uh, you're going to fail. Uh, but if you really depend on the Word of God and His Spirit, um, He will sanctify you, and hopefully He will bring conviction to others about the true gospel. Uh, but yes, uh, thank you so much for this uh, opportunity to share the word of God and yeah, we'll be here. Um, so I will close in prayer. I don't know if I went past a little bit, but I will go close in prayer. Dear uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the grace and mercy that you, us in, you show us in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much that um, we have received the true gospel and it's a gospel uh, that brings great joy to our lives. A gospel that tells us 
uh, that we don't have to earn our way to heaven, but that we have to trust in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ uh, so that we can be um, make, so that we can be in a right relationship with you. Thank you, God, because the only thing that you require is a humble heart, uh, one that acknowledges that uh, we are uh, powerless, that we are um, sinful, and that we are in need of a Savior. Uh, thank you so much, God, for this congregation that have been a blessing to uh, my life, my wife's life, uh, to our family, and also to many people, to the students here that go to His Hill. And thank you, God, for the leadership, a great leadership that you have put in this place, a leadership that uh, cares about the truth of the gospel, that cares about teaching sound doctrine, that uh, cares about denouncing the, the evils and the false gospels and the evils of the world, God. Uh, I just pray that you will continue to bless them uh, greatly, God, and uh, that you will continue to raise uh, leaders in this congregation that will go out and share um, the good news of the gospel and the true gospel in their communities, with their families, at their workplace, at the places where they study. Uh, just keep raising um, leaders that will continue to, to take the gospel to the outermost corners of the world. And thank you, God, for the opportunity that we had this morning to, to learn uh, from the book of Jude, a little book that uh, maybe we don't read that often, but it has to say a lot about uh, the false gospels, God, and that encourages us to fight for the faith, help us to do to be doers of the word, and take this word that um, this encouragement that Jude gave us to fight for the faith, not to just um, um, just keep um, the true gospel to ourselves, but to share it with others and to in a long and to correct others in a loving, loving way, to correct those who are either teaching or following a false gospel. Help us to be discernful, uh, to discern how to correct others, and uh, just give us uh, the the um, give us the boldness to to share the truth um, with those that uh, might be uh, following a false gospel. False gospel. Thank you so much, Lord, uh, for this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mm -hmm.